Uh-oh, stream time alert. Woo, woo, woo. You know what that sound means. It's now streaming. Well, gotta stream. I'm too old for this stream. Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I got you for 15 minutes. I'll stream what she's streaming. Honey, where are my streams? I streamed you, Bruce. I streamed you. It ain't about how hard you can stream. It's about how hard you can get streamed and keep streaming forward. That's how streaming is done. What we've got here is a failure to stream. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time. How do you spell that? Now, now streaming. streaming. This week on Now Streaming. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your first and only host, Drew Allen. I lather, rinse, but never repeat. I'm Kyle. I'm also here. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are two others. And I'm handsome, Drew. Oh, that's hurtful. Nice. And you are joining us for Now Streaming, where we talk about what we've been streaming currently and or recommend something that you should be streaming if you don't have anything right now. Guys, would anybody like to lead us off or should I just keep on sailing down, captain in the ship at the helm? I, I think say? you're the captain now. <laughs> nautical term, Christmas. nautical term. Okay, I watched the first episode of Squid Game and am shocked and scared to continue. But yeah. excited to, to get into the meat of that. Yeah. Apparently just every single person and their wife has watched this movie and their mother-in-law and they're talking about it with each and every one of them. I just, I don't understand how this movie is, or TV show is so popular. Yeah. And how I'm so late to it. It's supposedly Netflix's like number one most streamed show and it's been out for like a month. That okay, guys. I also started watching Squid Game this weekend. Oh no! And oh. I, I think it's good. Yeah. So, how far did you get? I'm forty minutes into the fifth episode. Oh wow! So you went. You've done a lot. You've watched. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I started on Saturday night and was like, "Well, we'll see where this goes." <laughs> I don't uh, think that it's it's not much. meant to be watched all in one yeah. sitting. You know, you gotta take a break. <laughs> Here's the deal, guys. Uh, I kept going because I was like, well, surely it'll get good. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's, let's table this. Let's say no, this. For a I want to talk about it right now. Okay. Very I've been good. thinking about it all weekend. Okay. I, here's me. I think it is good. I think it's a very interesting story. And I think it's, uh, I appreciate that they have, I mean, real life reactions to an otherwise insane and would never happen in a real life plot. Um, but I think it just got hyped up to me by, like Drew said, everybody and their wife and mother-in-law telling me it was the greatest show ever. I think I just went in with too high of expectations because you got it. I, I'm in, I went through the second episode and was like, I'm bored. Yeah. So episode two, we need to say this for another pod, but epi- yeah, episode two is like all the foundation work, which I think they did they set all their found most people start off with like the foundation pieces and it's boring and then you build from there then it gets exciting i.e every season of lost uh but this show throws you in and then they go in episode two and then they build the foundation like why this matters 
then when you get to episode six, episode six is the one that broke me. So you're you're close to the you're close to the climax. It's in my opinion, it's the climax of the okay. Show well, of I story. almost gave up. So no, don't don't. Also, also we, just <laughs> I have to know: Are you guys dub or sub people? Subtitles, yeah. I oscillate back and forth. Same way I I viewed the raid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm subtitles as well. Yeah, I feel like dub would lose some of the emotion. Yeah. I feel uh, like I can speak some Korean now. I just, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> after listening second. to it for six, for nine hours, I think I picked up on a couple of things. So. I, I doubt it. Drew, what else? What else are you streaming? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I was, for no reason, am excited about the upcoming Dune release, if only because of the casting and everybody telling everything about it saying, telling me that I should like it a bunch. So I went ahead and watched the old Dune, knowing nothing about it other than it's a kind of a cult classic film. And boy, was I not prepared. I was less prepared for Dune than I was for Squid Game, if that's telling you anything. Oh, Have wow. I, y'all seen Dune? <laughs> I've never uh, seen it. No. It is like the sci-fi parts of Star Wars, turn that up to like 11 and then take away all of like the like normal simple storyline it like drops you into the middle of this super super sci-fi high fantasy world and doesn't really it's not filmed as well as star wars i don't know i want to compare it to and i know dude's got a bunch of fans that are like it's so bad not yeah it's really bad and supposedly problematic at a lot of parts supposedly either the book or the movie is what spawned star wars I don't yeah, know if it okay. was the book or the movie. I think it was I the no, book. I think George Lucas took a lot from the book. Yeah. It seems like like one person had a very creative story that they created. Like the amount of stuff that's in this is and that's just bonkers. I'm like, I don't know how you come up with this. And that's impressive, I guess, to an extent. But it was not really fun to watch and awkward at times and problematic at other times. And I hope that the new IP or the new version of it comes out is much better because man that was difficult to get through <laughs> i'm excited i'm yeah. excited for the new <laughs> one to come out i don't know if i'm going to watch the old one i'll be honest with you i i wouldn't i don't think i don't yeah. think just come in fresh yeah just come in fresh let oh, jason momoa charm me It'd be great. that much of an edge yeah great great tangent love that uh the other <laughs> and last and final movie that i will talk about on now streaming is dear evan hansen kyle you talked about this a couple weeks ago yeah i got around the scene and i quite enjoyed it i was in just a puddle of tears for a majority yeah. of the film um but i will say as someone who listened to the soundtrack over and over and over again for almost a year when you watch that story in movie form it really highlights the creepiness of the story yeah like like musical theater really it sure does in the emotion and like uh the surreal aspects of like the you know what all the characters are going through emotionally the movie just kind of puts you right in there yep. <laughs> yeah. much like phantom much like phantom of the opera people saw it on stage and were like what a beautiful story they put it on the screen and i'm the only one who's like this is weird right <laughs> that's just a creepy dude yeah and yeah, when you're in the house with a guy, kid who's pretending to be best friends with a, a dead teenager and the mom is like super needing him to be best friends. Yeah. Amy just, Adams' character in that movie is so unnerving. 
Oh my so god. Huge kill. He does a great job. Yeah. And like I, I was at first I was like, oh man, what a rough character. And then I was like, you know what? Any other actor that like puts on 80 pounds or loses 120 pounds for a role is like dedicated to their craft. And like she, you know, put on some weight and then plays a very unlovable character, like is insane. I guess maybe you could love her, but she's like kind of crazy and like needs her son to be this one way and it's clearly not and she's in denial and it's really hard to watch and i was impressed i don't i did not know that she put on a lot of weight for this role so i don't that is news to me but i will say that since american hustle i feel like amy adams has just gotten more and more looking like a yorkshire terrier have you all ever seen a yorkshire terrier that is what amy adams looks like to me (laughs) ever since american hustle Looking it up right now. <laughs> I think that she's like gross to look at now. And that's time. Oh my God. You've seen Arrival? Like in Arrival, it's like, God, she's doing such a great job, but she's so ugly. It really ruined Arrival for me. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> that was not don't my even... note from Arrival, but. <laughs> and she was in some movie, where, in like some horror movie that was released in Netflix that was terrible. And like the whole movie, I was just like, you couldn't have picked any other actress to be in this movie because she's just so bad to look at. Didn't enjoy. Didn't enjoy. I'll stand on that hill and I'll die on it. Crawford, okay. what, are you, I mean, yeah. what are you? What are you watching? Uh, I mean, nothing with Amy Adams apparently. <laughs> Good. You shouldn't. Um, so yeah, I, I mentioned I started watching Squid Game. Uh, still have mixed emotions on that, but we'll see. Uh, I did watch something on Netflix that I thought you guys would find interesting. Uh, it was like a little one hour special hosted by Rob Lowe called uh, Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. Have you guys seen this? Tell me more right now. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's it's 50 minutes. It's just easy watching. Uh, and Rob Lowe just talks to the camera and they interview other directors and actors and producers and stuff. And they just talk about cliches that pop up in movies over the last hundred years or whatever. Uh, like, and they do things as basic as, oh, the rogue maverick cop. And they show, they like splice a bunch of clips together of like, you know, Dirty Harry or Lethal Weapon and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, they got to, you know, they play by their own rules and, at one point they have to turn in their badge and their gun. And it's like 30 yeah. clips in a row of like, turn in your badge and your gun. And it's pretty funny. Um, I need that. But then, but then they also talk about like the Wilhelm scream and how that started and how it got iconic cool. in star Wars and goes on from there. And um, tropes from like scary movies and how like, you know, the sluts always die first and like where that came from. And so it, it and in some parts it's like really fun and some parts it's kind of interesting and I learned something, uh, but it's like 50 minutes and it's easy to throw into the background and have a good time. What's it called? Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Pretty high as we end this podcast, I will watch it. Yeah. Um, and then actually like two nights ago, just watched a couple movies. Uh, my wife and my sister-in-law were out of town. So my brother and I got together and just watched several movies while we babysat uh, his child. And have you guys seen the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the sequel that came out? It's pretty great. I didn't know it was already out. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty great. It's a really fun time. Brian Reynolds crushes it again. Uh, Selma Hayek's great. 
I watched the original. Are those? Is it worth getting oh, it's a, worth a double time. feature? No? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hitman's Bodyguard is so funny. Uh, Samuel Jackson and Brian Riddles are like a perfect pairing together. Uh, they hit all the comedy sectors and in, in separate timing uh, and it's pretty great uh, but the newest one is really fun I mean obviously it's over the top and kind of cheesy as far as an action movie goes but Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong so um, I, I think when we look back on it in 30 years he's going to go down as like the most iconic actor for doing all the like B movies yeah. and doing them really well like he He's like a more handsome, souped-up version of Bruce Campbell. Now, Bruce Campbell was in like every yeah. B movie from like the early late '80s to like early 2000s. Ryan Reynolds now. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you have a pretty good movie that's not going to get nominated for an Oscar, but still might be like a fan favorite? Yeah. Can you go ahead and cast Ryan Reynolds because <laughs> uh, he'll be in all of them. He'll do them all, from Van Wilder to Buried uh, to. <laughs> Green Chaos Lantern. Theory. Oh, Chaos Green theory. Lantern. Green Lantern is not as bad as everybody says it is, by the way. I agree. Um, I'll die on that and the, and the last one mm-hmm. I watched, and I don't know if you guys have seen it recently or have ever, but Beer Fest. Never seen it. Okay. Yeah. It's really fun. Uh, I figured, you know, with Oktoberfest and everything going on in Germany, I'll, I'll watch Beer Fest and have a good time. It's so fun. The Broken Lizard yeah, guys are still really funny to me uh, with Super Troopers and Beer Fest and stuff like that. Yes, James Roday is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a really good, really fun time. So you have an hour and 15 minutes or something to kill. Just throw that on. Nice. It's pretty easy. Well, this past week, I finished What If. Did you guys get caught up on What If? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, Dude, what a good show. What a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And I also rewatched uh, Anchorman. Still holds up. One of the best <laughs> movies of all time. Anchorman holds up. It's great. Uh, I also this week watched Layer Cake for the first time. I think you both have seen Layer Cake, right? Love oh, yeah. Layer Cake. Matthew Vaughn, the director, who's done a mm-hmm. lot of great stuff. Uh, Tom Hardy, Daniel Craig. I didn't realize, did y'all know this was the role that got him Bond? Yeah. And I, I did I not did know not. that until the scene when he's like playing with the gun, like his friend gives him a gun. He like goes around the corner and he's like pointing. The gun. I was like, dude, he looks like James Bond right there. That realized this is the role that got him James Bond. I was like, it makes a lot of sense because he was super cool in that movie. He's also tiny. He's very little. Yeah. And then when he's <laughs> Bond, he was like jacked. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, but that's a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for British crime movies. And Matthew Vaughn and Guy Ritchie uh, yeah. have like worked together on a lot of things. I think they worked together on this project. So uh, I think originally they were trying to get Guy Ritchie to do it. And he wouldn't do it. So Matthew Vaughn did it. Because the whole movie, I was just thinking like, God, this would be such a good Guy Ritchie movie. And I really yeah. like Matthew Vaughn. But it just any like British crime movie, you're just like, God, Guy Ritchie. You just think about Guy Ritchie, you know? Well, the two of them have uh, some overlap, I think. Uh, I didn't yeah, know they, they pretty much like cornered the market on uh, British underground gangsters. Yeah. With, uh, with incredible cast, too. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know why it took me so god dang long to watch Layer Cake, but I enjoyed it. And I get why Daniel Craig was Bond, and I'm now thinking about watching the new James Bond movie that's coming out in theaters soon. Even though I haven't seen, I think, the last two, maybe three. I think I saw Skyfall in theaters, and I think that was the last one I saw. That was so, guys, second to last, yeah. 
I, I haven't seen a, a movie in theaters in a while. I feel really sad about it. Um, but I actually did get invited. Somebody I know rented out a theater for the new Bond uh, next Ooh. week and invited like 30 people or whatever. This is such an awesome, it's like 200 bucks to rent out a theater and you can invite, you know, 20, 30 people. It's cheaper than buying wow. that many tickets. Yeah, I was about to say, how does the, I guess they're going to get you on popcorn and stuff. I guess, I don't know. But yeah, like you get a theater all to yourself and you can still do it for new movies that come out. Like this might change the game for your boy. I think 20 to 30 patrons is going to bring them in a lot more money than a regular movie at full price with eight people. Shuffling <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I, uh, I saw Black Widow in theaters. I saw Shang-Chi in theaters. I saw Dear Evan Hansen in theaters. But not as, but yeah, the stuff streaming right to your, your TV now, mm. that is, uh, that's a killer for getting out. But I think there are some that still deserve the theater treatment. And I'm assuming this Bond one's going to be one of those. So I'm going to get out and see it, I think. Do I need to watch the other ones? Are they good? You need I to think... watch the new Daniel Craig ones in order to, I think, understand the story. There's a, there's a character who shows up I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but that's pretty featured heavily in Spectre that you're probably going to want to name. They're like, they're like all the Bond movies and you can watch them by themselves if you really want to and, and enjoy it in its own, you know, encapsulated world. But there are things that stream throughout it that if you watch all of them, the story flows better. Um, It makes more sense in the character arc. Okay, I guess I'll. Are they streaming somewhere? Does somebody know if they're streaming somewhere? I'm sure they are. They have to. They have to be They've somewhere. Got to be right. Somebody's been making money off that. I might. I might do that this weekend. I might find the Bond movies, stream them, and then go see whatever this one is called. Because I love Anna De Armas, or however you say her name. She is fantastic. Um, and the only thing I'd ever seen her in before this was Knives Out, and I think that might be it. The Daniel Craig Bonds, I think you could find them, most of them on Amazon Prime, according to my quick Google search, except for Skyfall, which is on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Did, did you guys, like, we got to draw a line somewhere, right? With all these different streaming services. Like never Paramount once. Plus, like, read the room. Like, yeah. Never <laughs> once have I thought about paying for Paramount Plus. Yeah, like, come on. Did we, like, did we need that? I think the selling point they had on that was, like, we have the old Star Treks, everybody. And it's like, ooh, that's not. And we're like, but we also have the new Star Treks. And we're like, that's less enticing. What else you got? And they're like, SpongeBob? And it's like, okay, I'm going to move on. Thanks for shooting your shot, I mean, though. Peacock, I get it. Yeah, The Office, Parks and Rec. I'm sure other things that NBC had, you know. But, like, doing, does every, does every major network, like, need a streaming channel now? The answer is no. What are you going to do? Pay for cable? Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, thanks for joining us on this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve Now Streaming. Stay tuned for our next episode where we break down the greatest movie of all time next.